Brandon. Huh? Listen. What? Today. Today. Yeah. Very important role for you. What? Today, you're not gonna fuck up on the podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are, what okay? We didn't have a podcast episode last week. So I have a very special role for you today. Okay? Yeah. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna shut up. Okay? What? Alright? Just do what I say. Glad you said that. Listen to me. We're gonna have a good podcast show. Because you're gonna pour me another goddamn glass of orange soda. Alright? Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Say it again. I hear you. Alright. I hear you. Alright. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was a big accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I'm Facebook for Christ's sake. Brandon, like, you know, a lot of people... A lot of people think I'm the bad guy of this podcast, but like, I'm glad that like my house camera caught why I, I, I treat you the way I do because ugh. I'm not a good guy, not a bad guy. Why'd you have to I'm hit me guy. so freaking hard? Did you hear how loud that was? One more orange soda, damn it. Make it happen. I'm just saying, guys, things are not always as, as they seem. You all think Brandon's this shy guy and stuff. No, no. He's this ripped, jacked, 250-pound mammoth of muscle. The mammoth of muscle on the Kenny Fair Thoughts podcast. And you saw how he just abused me? For you in Audio Land who didn't see that, all of that was Brandon slamming me against the door, slapping me in the face, and trying to put me in my place. We're probably going to get first. flagged. No, we're going to get flagged on YouTube for, for freaking violence or something. Because, all because of you. I was trying to have a nice, pleasant conversation. Just say, hey, do what you need to do on this podcast and we'll be fine. But instead, you had to freaking take it to a next level. You get demonetized for that? I can't believe it. We mean we. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, the only one yeah, that makes money yeah, on this podcast, right. you and your six figure Brock Lesnar contract. In fact, I hear rumors that Tony Khan's offering this guy seven figures to try to steal him away from this podcast. Come on, Tony. Show me the money. I'll take it. Speaking of Tony (laughs) Khan. Tony Khan. Full disclosure, we missed missed last week. week, But, you know, hey, everything happens for a reason. I got to re-release the uh, interview that we did with Josiah, which is actually doing pretty well. Um, Mm. A lot of of people um, give me good feedback on that. You know, a lot of people who didn't see that, that was pretty early on in our podcasting career, uh, right when Josiah signed uh, with WWE, actually, he did that interview with us. And uh, hey. he's such a cool guy. What, like, did, he, nothing... what did he think about it? Did he well, that's what I was going to, that's actually, okay. well, 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 if you let me finish, brother, my sentence, brother, <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you, but you need to stop interrupting me, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, <laughs> Josiah, I didn't tell him anything, you know what I mean? I, I didn't tell him I was re-releasing it. Um, in full disclosure, I was supposed to re-release that in April, uh, but oh. coincidentally, the same week I was going to release it, re-release it for the one-year anniversary is when he and a lot of people got furloughed, and so it was like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think I've told a lot of people in the chat this, um, I, I don't do business like that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to do clickbait stuff, which we'll talk about because I'm 
freaking that is literally what this episode's about is me ranting on dirt sheets and clickbait type stories but i'm never gonna do that type of thing of like okay he got furloughed so his name is in the in the news so let me go ahead and you know go ahead and 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 exploit his name i'm not gonna do that you know he did he did us the honor of doing an interview with us and so i'm gonna go you know use that against him no um and i was just hoping and praying you know for the best for him and sure enough i no coincidence i re-released it when uh when he came back so he's back with nxt this week but as i was saying he actually had jumped on the episode um the live chat um i didn't tell him to do that i didn't tell him to do that at all yeah. and uh, nice. he jumped on the live chat uh which was pretty damn cool you know i appreciated i i really really appreciated him doing that and and that's to tell you you know you treat people it goes back to treating people the right way you treat them the right way and he decided to do something cool for us and our audience um, by jumping on the live chat. And he said he had fun. I think Gorilla Press, who was here earlier, uh, I don't know if he's still here, but Gorilla Press was having a good talk with him uh, on the live chat. So, yeah, definitely, man. I don't know. If, let me explain this to you, Brandon. If you treat yeah. people nice, they want to do nice things for you. <laughs> if you abuse them and slap them in the face, they want to slap you back. We're gonna have my soda ready, David. Next time, over there. Just, <laughs> it's really, just, I, full disclosure, I don't want. I want anyone to think I was scared of Brandon. I was. I was just so shocked. I was. I was so shocked because uh, this side of Brandon that came out. You know, Can't he's a bully. You got me caught on the nanny cam too. What is that? What are you doing? I <laughs> have the nanny cam just for reasons like this. Security setup. Uh, I, I, I'm literally, Brandon's supposed to be babysitting me while I watch NXT, and instead he's he's abusing me. <laughs> This guy's been filming me sleeping in his living room. See, the, <laughs> I have corroborating evidence for when, when, whenever I have to break that contract. You know, when, whenever it comes to court, and I'm just like, Your Honor, he hasn't fulfilled his duties of the podcast. I need to break, you know, the the six figure contract. Oh, I'm like, man. Do you have proof? And I'm like, Well, I have a nanny cam set up, <laughs> and then it, it's just going to be set to uh, William Regal's. Um, He's a man, <laughs> such a man, such a man. <laughs> Probably got all this weird footage of me doing weird stuff when you go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> I cameras everywhere, Brandon. Myself. In fact, in fact, uh, subscribe cool to our Patreon there. to see Brandon using the bathroom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Brandon, I'm in a good mood today. I think I was telling you before we even came on the air. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I hate doing PM podcasts. And, and uh, that will sound bad, um, but really what it is, is I really anticipate this podcast and I look forward mm -hmm. to it and I get anxious in a good way. You know, it's kind of like when you're about to go on a roller coaster and you get that, that feeling, you know, even though you're about to be scared, you, you love it, you know, and um, yeah, so, you know, th this is my baby, you know, this is my baby. I know, Brandon, you, don't, you treat it like a bastard child, but this is my <laughs> baby, my legitimate child. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> he's got kids, man. Real kids. That's, I got kids. Man. I got kids. He's and, got uh, real kids, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, one kid. But um, that I know about, at least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, I get excited. And um, like, I just, ch like, I change. I don't want to say I changed my mind, but I have new ideas and things come up and I want to do things. And so it's like, I almost didn't get that release. And uh, before we went on air, Brandon goes, So you're like Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's like, writing the script. Before we start, oh, don't encourage Brandon. Look at this on the chat right here. I'd pay for that. Talking about <laughs> security <laughs> footage. <laughs> All right, Watch man, Brandon take a dump for just five dollars a month. Yes, it's true. First of all, Brandon's dumps aren't worth five dollars. You, what are you hey, doing? The, the, the Shotzi Blackheart way of making money? <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that because now you're going to Google that. 
Oh, oh wait, wait, what? Dude, wait, is this see? thing? I know oh, this deviant like, over here. This deviant. I here. tell him. Hold he's on. like, wait, hold on. Chancy Blackheart, what? Hold on a second. Wait. No, this can't be real. No, it's... Blackheart. Toilet. Play. <laughs> oh, whoa. Hold on. Wait a minute. Look, I, oh, I just. Wow. What are you looking oh, at yeah, right now? Wait, 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 how, how come how come we're not doing this? Why am I not doing this? <laughs> wait, so I don't even have to be on camera. I just got to show the the actual the matter. That's it. <sighs> okay, yeah, okay. We're definitely getting uh getting demonetized on this episode, but that's okay. That's okay. Going back to our point because we we completely we're completely off the point right now. Again, we weren't on last week because I did have some fatherly duties that came up last minute. And then, of course, I text Brandon and tell him, hey, we're not going to do the podcast episode. He's like, yeah, I didn't fucking want to do it anyway. So, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's okay. It's all right. It, you know, it sucked was that that was the week all this stuff happened. <laughs> I know. No, no. Going this week and like nothing's going on. No, no. Like, it, it, in all honesty, yeah. I mean, like, you know, it, it, a lot happened in professional wrestling and I, I had a Miro like um episode yeah. cover and everything i had it all ready and everything uh ready to go but uh yeah, sometimes sometimes it wasn't just my daughter but i did have like you know i don't want to say a personal day but uh full disclosure i'm getting pretty busy and on the mortgage end of things and i kind of had a decision to make which was either you know take a take a night off or uh just let everything overwhelm me so i i took the night off and i'm glad i did because it, it uh I, I Hollis will tell you. I was talking to her about it recently. Um, yeah, I'm just so busy. I'm not even like my DMs. Oh my God, Brandon! I showed Martin, our uh -huh. friend, our friend Martin, my DMs. And this, I'm not bragging. No, right. This is not a not a oh my DMs. This is just to tell you the level of like busy I am. I have literally 25 unanswered DMs, five messages, four messages, three, three, three. And I looked at that and I was so overwhelmed because I was like, oh my God! Like when it's one of those things. If you don't stay on top of it, yeah. it gets out of hand pretty fast. Kind of like Vince Russo, you know? It's just like, you know, stay on top of it. Vince Russo gets really out of hand, bro. You know? What he's done. No, the but best hey, of the business. Things happen for a reason. Because I had that week away, I got to reevaluate the podcast. You know, uh, full disclosure, a little behind the scenes, behind the, behind the curtain, if you will. The first 50 mm -hmm. episodes, we did a lot of interviews. We did a lot of interviews. And I got really disgruntled because nobody were, was watching them. <laughs> And, you know, that was a cocky thing because it was only our first 50 episodes now looking back on it. But, you know, I wanted success right away. So I put it, I made a bet on ourselves and I said, for the next 50 episodes, I don't want one damn interview. And if you haven't paid attention, we haven't oh. had an interview since about episode 49. So now going into episode 100, you know, we're three, three, uh, three weeks away, two weeks away. Going into episode 100, I'm here to announce we'll be doing some interviews again. I, I did talk to some people. Um, we do have an interview that we'll announce at the end of this episode. So look out for that. Pay attention, Brandon. And uh, we'll announce that at the end. Okay? This and make sure, plenty of work. But make sure before you do anything else, subscribe and hit that notification. Please. All right? And the thumbs up. And the thumbs up. All right? But anyway, what are you saying, Brandon? Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, people don't know that you, you're, like, working behind the scenes, man. You're, you're on the social media grind. You're freaking talking to people, trying to set up. I'm a workaholic. And I He's did, doing everything. I, I didn't realize. And he's, and he's selling people 
houses and junk. And, uh, Fantastic. But, you know, by the way, this 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 uh yeah. this comment on Instagram makes me laugh, which is, are you related to Roman Reigns? <laughs> like, like <laughs> what? Is it the look with the V and everything? <laughs> I can see it a little bit in the face. I get on, what I get Andrade and, and the veneers. It's I get veneers, Andrade. Yeah. I get uh, who else have I gotten? Oh, Ricochet with hair. I've heard Ricochet, that one. Tony uh, Stark. Tony Stark. Where are you getting Tony? You mean Tony Khan? Or not Tony? Oh, no. Uh, sorry. No, the other guy. Oh my God. Tony Nese. Uh, the absolute. The absolute AEW. Uh, oh my God. The oh, Ricky Stark. Ricky, Ricky Stark. Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. Yeah, Ricky Stark. But okay, all right. Anyway, we're getting way off topic because I, I, we, we didn't even discuss double or nothing. So we'll go all the way back, just touch on it a little bit. Uh, So yeah, Tony Khan said double or nothing blew WrestleMania out of the water on the conference call, Uh, and to me, all out didn't even get wet. Uh, I I was not happy with all out full disclosure and and for anybody who's gonna let me let me preface this with for anybody who thinks oh well Kenny's a WWE mark and uh, you know he hates AEW I don't I don't I really love AEW and I told Brandon this actually I said I think I am more critical of AEW because I understand that um, there can't be mistakes with AEW because they're gonna get criticized so heavily. That's why I get pissed off sometimes with AEW because I'm like, I want what's best for them. They're like my kid in that sense, you know, like I want I want you to kind of struggle, but learn it yourself. That sort of thing. Like WWE, I know that WWE could shoot a person live on air and they're going to get ratings. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be fine. They're going to watch. Yeah. But AEW, I know that like when you have a pay-per-view like All Out, let's be blunt, easily, easily the worst pay-per-view AEW's put out, which is not necessarily mm-hmm. a knock, but it is. It is the worst pay-per-view they put out. And yes, as the chat's alluding to, I am wearing an AEW shirt. You know what I mean? So I like <laughs> AEW. But um, yeah, yeah I, I will say that the first half the was, first half was rough. Shaky, yeah. It's kind of like this podcast. The first half is pretty rough sometimes. <laughs> you know, Brandon's got to get, get it get together. He's yeah, got to shift in his, shift in the higher in, yeah. gear. You know, Brandon's I got to do some poop picks and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should have never told Brandon about them Shotzi Blackheart. Thing. But anyway. Yeah, but people, I don't know. It's just... It really, a lot of people think of me as the positive guy, and I am. I am the pretty, I always want the positive take, but like, if, if it stinks, I'm going to tell you too. Like, I don't want anyone to ever think I'm going to find the bright side <laughs> to it. I, I was really critical of AEW All Out. And one thing I was critical about too, again, was that they should have opened with the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, not the freaking, uh, what do you call it? The Britt Baker Britt big Baker. swole match. Swole. Because that was a good match, but it was like it started the pay per view off cool and I like and cold, you know what I mean? Like it didn't amp the crowd up. And uh, full disclosure, I had a friend there, a pretty, pretty famous friend actually, but I don't want to mention who they are. Uh, but they were, uh, I was tweeting at them. I was like, I know you hate this shit. He's just like, oh my God, yes. He's like, this is my first AEW event and not so much right now. And, uh, you see, that's that's what made me mad because I was like, ah, oh, he was giving it a chance, and like he got one of the one of the wet. <laughs> I gotta read this comment, Fernando. No, this episode is already better than All Out. <laughs> wow. uh, and Mason says, I get uh, I get so turned off by AEW stars always talking about how much better than WWE they are. If McDonald's staff constantly t- uh, tweeted about being better than Burger King, I would always go to BK. First of all, Mason, we need to up your standards. You need, yeah. to, you need to stop eating McDonald's and Burger King. That's first and foremost, okay? You gotta go to Carl's Jr. You gotta go. <laughs> no, we gotta take you to like uh, like a good steakhouse or something and really just make your taste buds just, just thank you, okay? 
So, I like the analogy, but at the same time, I'm actually not one of those who minds AEW taking digs at WWE because I also understand that it's a lot more tongue-in-cheek than people realize. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm sitting here like, oh, look at this, ECW in the bingo hall. Like, I, it's not that I hate ECW, it's just like, a, it, that's the stereotype of ECW, so I'm gonna go with it. So, big bad WWE, you know, the AEW stars poke fun of it. Chris Jericho's the best at it. Chris Jericho yeah, pokes fun at WWE stuff, all the time. Yeah. He's always, but you think he hates WWE? He doesn't hate WWE. What he's doing is he's printing money. <laughs> Jericho understands his audience. Jericho is the best band. transitioner from like old school to new school because he understands how to like really kayfabe in this era like kind of blur the lines so i really like chris jericho yeah oh yeah i just think we kind of touched on a little bit but uh since we sort of talking about jericho i was wondering uh he, you know he's been talking about you know the ratings and you know possibly them you know splitting the shows on different nights right. uh you sort of agree with that sentiment that you know nxt should probably go to another night where they can you know garner a better rating the demo as opposed to you know trying to stay going head to head okay know, let's talk about that all right yeah. i told brandon i specifically told brandon to leave this more towards the end but brandon brandon oh, brandon, brandon doesn't know how to how to how to make love he only knows how to make se- uh, have sex okay so what brandon just did is he blew his load right at the beginning and he wants to talk about nxt already but it's okay brandon because i'm here i'm i am the savior of the podcast masses here and we will talk about it okay brandon but will that make okay. you happy yes it, will that oh, make man, you happier than shotsy blackheart's poop no i'm paying five dollars for that <laughs> if you want to marry her just buy her fries go look at her twitter she's she ah, just wants fries five guys fries five guys fries say that five times fast five guys fries five guys fries all right. Helps with the digestion. By the way, somebody in the chat who's in the the a Kenny for Your Thoughts exclusive Twitter group, uh-huh. please someone tell me what the acronym we came up with for Brandon was because there somebody came up with something and ironically was BBC was the acronym <laughs> and I don't remember what it stands for. What is it? It was mean? me though. I, I said it and then everyone's like, "Huh, BBC." I was like, "Wait, that wasn't on purpose." But let's. <laughs> <laughs> Someone remind wait, me. Wait, 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 so anyway, uh, talking about NXT, let's get into it. NXT <laughs> um, and AEW. So let's first of all give AEW their credit. They cracked a mill for the first time in 2020. All right, it's not the first time they cracked a mill. They've done it before uh, towards the beginning. Always, you can't stop it. You can't help it. Anyway, I, don't, I hate it, this episode yeah. already. All right, but. but, yeah. <laughs> but NXT being on um, Tuesday was was on Tuesdays for the last two weeks. AEW's been jumping around because of the basketball games. In fact, there I think the next one's a late night dynamite because of of one of the basketball oh, yeah. games as well. So, full disclosure: if you go look at your time on your uh, yes, I called it your, your big black chesticles because <laughs> yes, the, I put the thumbnail yes. of me like going like you know you need to listen yeah. to me and it like the, it was here. And so yeah. I said, yeah, you're, I said that. And everyone's like, oh, BBC. I was like, I didn't even do that on purpose. Nice. But um, NXT, yeah, did like 800,000, you know, on their, the nights that they were on Tuesday. Um, AEW obviously did, you know, 900 and then cracked a mill. So I feel like the Wednesday Night Wars is a very antiquated system right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brandon Brown canceled. I saw it too. But uh, it's a very antiquated system right now. In the 90s, when people didn't have social media, didn't have DVR, things like that, you put a, a, two shows head-to-head, it was kind of must-see television. Uh, that world doesn't exist anymore. 
You know, now we all have DVR, so we're going to watch it when we want to watch it. Um, in the case of NXT, uh, why am I going to watch it live when I know it's going to be on the network the next day? Um, I'm going to support the, the fledgling company, you know? I'm going to support uh, AEW in that sense um, and watch NXT after the fact. You know, I'm, I'm hardcore. I watch them pretty much back-to-back, -back, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just don't... I don't, think, I, I don't think anybody can sit there and say that NXT being on, on Wednesdays is a good thing right now. But hey, let's get into this discussion because again, I'm just showing you that I'm fair with things. Um, a lot of people I feel don't get it when it comes to they're, they're like, well, Vince McMahon just wants to kill AEW and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I yeah, but no. Here's what I mean by that. A lot of people go, the only reason Vince McMahon put uh, NXT on Wednesdays is this, and I'm like, what are you talking about? A NXT was always on Wednesdays. It was always on Wednesdays on the network. Now, here's a question. You're, uh, you're in charge of WWE. This upstart promotion comes, uh, decides to have a wrestling program, and they put it Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Now, you can sit there and say, well, it's because there's NBA games on Tuesdays and this, that, and that. None of that shit works because we can see AEW's getting bumped around anyway. So none mm. of that argument works. But if you see this upstart promotion putting... Uh, putting their show 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, which is the same time slot that you have for NXT on Wednesdays, how are you going to take that? You're Vince McMahon, right? You're sitting there, and that happens, right? Brandon's okay. Brandon leaves this podcast. <laughs> Brandon decides to go do another podcast. He knows that I usually do podcast episodes on Friday at noon, and all of a sudden he comes on Friday at noon. What are you supposed to do? It's either like, okay, we'll just sit here and lie down. Or okay, fuck you. You want to put it, you want to go on network TV at eight p.m. Let's go. I'll, we'll go on USA Network at eight p.m. and we'll go head to head with your ass. So fuck you. You want to put you want to put a show against us? We'll rock your show. This is a mentality any of us, I think any of us would have if you're a competitive person at least. So yes, he did obviously say I want to go damage AEW in that sense, but he probably took it as a shot to NXT when the show was put up against NXT like that. So I don't know why AEW doesn't get, uh, I don't want to say the criticism, but like people forget that fact that like NXT was there already. And how would you take it if somebody put up a competing product against you at the same time slot? Do you think maybe USA probably might've thought? USA probably. Okay. Now I'm glad you brought that up because now USA network comes into play and says, Hey, we just, we just lost SmackDown you know, to Fox. So we have this time, we have, you know, room for another WWE show. I tell you what, not only are, are we going to have you go head, head to head, let's, let's put you on Wednesdays Live on network TV and get you some sponsors. So now your show, which was a network exclusive, now has sponsor deals and can, you know, have um, advertisements and things like that. So now you're making money. So again, if you look at it from the WWE point of view, it's like, how could you possibly tell me? How could you possibly tell me that you wouldn't compete? Competition's healthy. So I'm, I'm taking you back to September 2019. That's probably the thinking behind it. So again, I just don't want to, I just don't want Vince McMahon to be painted as the devil in the situation. It was like a competition between AEW and NXT. AEW knew what they were doing when they put their show Wednesday at 8 p.m. You know, it was the first shot fire. Vince McMahon just responded to that. And yes, he probably said, all right, well, let's crush his pissant company. But who's, gonna, who's not going to talk like that? Behind the scenes, I'm, that's how I am too when I'm competitive. Like, I'm like, let's fuck them, fuck them. We're better than them. 
and it could be like friends that were that you know have competing podcasts but that's just the mentality that you get in when you're competitive all is fair and love and war you don't get into this like i don't personally hate anybody <laughs> but mm. you know if it's if it's a head-to-head thing if i know that a competing podcast is going i'm gonna say all right fuck them i know we're more entertaining than them let's go head to head they don't offer we offer you know that brandon you know that we are the best wrestling hey, podcast you, i'm gonna say you, that go after people yeah I'm good to, that's just how competition <laughs> yeah. works do you think when lebron james is sitting there you know shooting threes that he's just like doing this as he's going you know what the other team's pretty good i think i like them i no it's like fuck yeah he could be friends with paul george he could be friends with all these other players in the league but when they're on the court he's gonna say i have the best team in the world i'm coming for the championship f you I just saw the last dance last week, finally. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan, so I'm in that state. I actually identify with like Michael Jordan a lot. He's like my favorite player. My second favorite nice. player is Kobe Bryant. Uh, no coincidence, uh, because they both have that like that killer mentality of like, oh, you think you're hot shit? I'm better than you. And they don't mm. necessarily mean that, but in that time period, that's the headspace that they get in. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Look at basketball, Kenny. He does his, he does his hoops. Look, he's going for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is uh, Tony Ku coach is my boy. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> well, yeah, look, but we, we talk about the chat right now. It says, I want to watch both live. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And go ahead, Brandon. I, I cut you off. Yeah, no, no. I, w- I was going to say, uh, you know, to, cause we were kind of down on, on, uh, AEW for, for the pay-per-view. Um, this is a little bit off topic. I was going to say, I did like the, the dynamite, especially the street fight the, that they the had. The following dynamite? Yeah. So here, yeah, let, let's, let's always end on a positive note. AEW all out. I don't think Brandon and I liked it all. I think we, I downright say I hated that pay-per-view. The following dynamite might've been one of the best dynamites in a while. It was very, it was, it wasn't match heavy. It was very skit heavy, promo heavy. And it was like, just what, like I had to give them credit because it was just what they needed right after that all out because all out was almost too action heavy with botches and things that were out of their hands. But then they kind of came back around by doing a lot more story developing and, and character development into the next dynamite. So um, I'm not surprised to me. I'm not surprised that they got a million off of that one. Uh, because I thought it was good. And of course, I mean, I think we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the debut of the former Rusev, Miro. You know, Miro, Miro Day, the that best was cool man. When they were chanting that in the yeah, 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 the when they were chanting man. Miro yeah. Day, Miro Day. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe this is WWE bias, uh, what I'm about to say, but you know, his his real name, everybody calls him Miro, but his real name is Miroslav. Uh, and I, I told Brandon, I was like, I feel like a character name would have worked better for him instead of using his real name. Like if he just called himself like Miroslav, it still would have had that like Rusev feel. Right. You know what I mean? Like Miroslav. Like that would have been cool. Especially if you're chanting Miroslav Day. Miroslav Day. You know? <laughs> no, I, I know you didn't like, uh, you didn't care for the Brody Lee, Mr. McMahon sort of digs. Like, yeah. were you okay with Miro's dig with the brass uh, ring line? Stuff I'm totally okay with it because I don't, okay. I don't think any, you know, it's don't misconstrue what I'm saying is that when a lot of people are, we're talking about, um, the digs at Vince McMahon. It's not that I don't think people should dig at Vince McMahon. It's just that when after you do it for a while, it comes across as bitter. So when Brody Lee was doing it for about four or five weeks, I'm like, all right, I've had enough of this. Miro already is not digging at Vince McMahon. In the second promo, he didn't do anything talking mm. about Vince McMahon. So I love that, like when you come with a chip on your shoulder kind of stuff. That stuff is always cool to me. 
But then, you know, you, you leave that behind you. You get it out, you vent. But let's actually, let's talk about Brody Lee. Because I really <laughs> like what they're doing with him in terms of the, the Dark Order. They're, they're really separating it now. I was really, really critical of the fact that they were doing that, that Mr. Brody Lee type stuff. But now that right. they have him as like a serious character on, um, on AEW Dynamite, Dark. and then they're oh, having yeah. that character development on Being the Elite, where he's always like, Alex Silver, like, you, you fuck, you stupid fuck, and you know, like, <laughs> stuff like that. When you separate these two things, it actually makes a really cool package. So I'm actually really invested in Brody Lee now. So to their credit, again, I was critical of it at first, but to show you that I give credit, AEW got it right now. Because AEW is doing exactly what they should be doing with Brody Lee. They made him look like a monster in one night with Cody Rhodes. Now he's serious, a serious character, and yet he's doing all the chicanery on being the elite, which is more of the tongue-in-cheek show anyway. You know, but speaking of which, let's talk about <laughs> being the elite. Let's talk about the debut of Matt Seidel and uh, when he slipped on the <laughs> turnbuckle. Uh, the funny part, I'm not going to call out names, but people that, you know, yeah. I like, they were like, why are you making fun of Matt Seidel? Like, that not that real, pretty, uh, pretty foul, pretty foul to you do? And I was like, okay, wait, wait. I made a meme of Matt Seidel with the, like, coffin meme, right? <laughs> knowing that, knowing that he was fine. It's right. one thing for him to be embarrassed, but he was fine physically. Like he didn't get hurt. Right, right, now, okay. a lot of people were telling me to go ahead and make one, the same coffin meme about Matt Hardy, and I refused. Because Matt Hardy got fucked up in that. Like, he legitimately bounced his head off of concrete. No, I'm not going to make a meme of Matt Hardy. So that's to tell you that I do know when to draw the line. I don't know why people think, like, jokes are off limits. Now... Look at, look at what I'm telling you, because on Being the Elite, what did they do? They did a storyline to explain why Matt Seidel <laughs> fell. So, Brandon, if you haven't seen it, let me explain it in full detail yeah. for you here. Basically, what happened was... Uh, not, uh, <laughs> what's his name? What's his first name? Uh, Nakazawa. Oh. Michael Nakazawa. Oh, Thank you. Know. Michael Nakazawa. I couldn't remember his yeah. first name. But Michael Nakazawa uh, is basically like, can I be in the you know Battle Royal? That sort of thing. And they're like, no. They're like, no, we, we already have a Joker. We like you're, you're not in it. And he's like pissed off. So he goes, <laughs> so he's like, who's the Joker? He's like, you know, don't tell anybody, but it's, uh, it's Matt Seidel. And so the next clip is Michael Nakazawa going to that turnbuckle and taking baby <laughs> oil and just going like, you know, all over the, uh, the turnbuckle. And then they show the clip. <laughs> <laughs> they show the clip and it's so funny to see it after that you know and then uh they matt seidel's in the in the uh in the hallway runs into nakazawa and he's like hey man how are you you know how you doing that sort of thing and, just, and he's like tell him what you did they're like tell you know the, the elite tell him what you did yeah. and he's like i i put you know the baby oil on the turnbuckle and he was what he's like he could have been hurt he could have been seriously hurt. You know, you tried to ruin his career. And it's like, that's why I'm able to make a meme out of it. That's kind of like, I don't, I don't understand. People don't, I guess a lot of wrestling fans don't under, understand subtleties, which we'll get into because that is a big topic. Actually, we'll get into it right after this. But a lot of wrestling fans don't understand subtleties. I would never, never make a meme if, if, if the reports that came out that um, he got concussed off of that or he had... Uh, separated his shoulder. Do you think I'd have made a meme? Do you think I made fun of him? No. But he went on Twitter and he said, you know, you'll never forget that debut, right? Like, you know, <laughs> he, he, was, he went about it right. And guys, that is all about the mentality that you're in. Not everything is offensive. 
You know what I mean? It's okay. It's okay. The only thing offensive is Shotzi Blackheart poop pictures. But anyway, hey, that's a big. Let's get into this. Let's get into the the subtleties because I did want to talk about dirt sheets, right? So let's get into some dirt sheets here. All right. A lot of people. This one to me was foul because I don't think a lot of people understood it. We talk about the main event, the cage match between Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins. First of all, Dominic Mysterio has been in the main event for like two weeks now, right? Look at that, man. And, and, but here's the funny part. A lot of people were like, this is the state WWE's in. They're putting the people like this in the main event. And it's like, guys, what the <laughs> fuck do you want? You bitch when the same, yeah, but you bitch when the same people cover, yeah. are in the main event. You bitch when Brock Lesnar's there. They give you the complete opposite, yeah. and you still bitch. So it's like <laughs> that's why you know I say defend Vince McMahon again. When people say, "Well, Vince needs to listen to his audience," the fuck he does. You, the audience doesn't even know what they want. The audience <laughs> is sitting there asking for newer people, but then when newer people are given to them, the ratings don't reflect it. People are bitching online. WWE's not in the state. I remember when it was The Rock in Austin. Yeah, The Rock in Austin fought like every night for like five years, right? But when they give you that, when they give you Randy Orton and John Cena for, for five years, you're like, oh, this is boring. This is this. this, is this. So it's like, you don't know what you want. They're doing the best that they can to change on the fly and to try to make it work. But yeah, I thought he did amazing. The fact that, like, if you had never told me that Dominic Mysterio, like, this was, like, his first foray into wrestling, I'd have thought he'd, he'd been wrestling for 10 years. You know, yeah. the apple doesn't fall far from the tree or from the left knee. <laughs> the- <laughs> you know what I love about it is it's like, uh, it's like in your face, you know, whatever, cage match, and it's like uh, Dominic, and he's got that smile, and then they put the cage, like, over his face, and he's, like, smiling in the ear. It just looks funny in the little promo for the, for, for the match. I, thought, like, I like that, though. I like that, you know. Like, <laughs> he's a good guy, so I guess. Yeah, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic now, they both don't get credit for being the consummate baby faces. As in, like, there's... You, like you want to talk about like umberto carrillo and stuff like that like that's what umberto carrillo wishes he was like where it's like you just can't help but like the guy you know what i mean like ray mysterio you can't really boo ray mysterio you know so it's unless he's number unless he's number 30 in the royal rumble when you expected daniel bryan then boo the shit out of ray mysterio but anyway what are you saying no, I was gonna say, do you do you like the involvement of like the whole Mysterio family? Coming I did, in? and that's what I kind of want to get into now. Yeah. Is that a lot of people don't understand subtleties, and of course, I like the whole you know the ending where they were all beating down uh, Buddy Murphy. They were beating yeah. down Buddy Murphy with the kendo sticks, and you know. Um, What's her name? Angie, Rey Mysterio's wife, looked hesitant on doing it. I like that because they didn't really want to hurt him. Things like that. But then we fast forward to this week with the steel cage. Seth Rollins beats down, you know, Buddy Murphy. He also slapped him backstage, which I think that's kind of... I have a feeling that's why Brandon might have hit me uh, in the opening of this episode. <laughs> we'll run that back at the end for anybody that may have missed that. But because, um, God, I took a hit like that. You better see it twice. Um, but, yeah, Buddy Murphy gets beat down by Seth Rollins. And then uh, Aaliyah Mysterio is walking in to celebrate with her family and she puts her hand on Six Buddy Murphy. Billy. Yeah. And then you got ringside news coming out saying like possible romance angle between Aaliyah Mysterio and, and Buddy Murphy and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's like, I literally went online, which this is the coolest thing for me to do now on social media is like I kind of react to things as they happen and it gets pretty popular. They go, they go 
pretty far. Like, you know, they get like 20,000 views. Like, like it's kind of crazy. But the, people on Twitter, man. But the one thing I said was like, no wonder, no wonder guys always think that girls like them so easily. Because like a girl holds a door open for you or says something nice to you. It's like, you're like, oh, huh. <laughs> like that's literally what I read when I read this ringside news thing was like, oh my God, you probably have not had a relationship with a real woman. Story of my because, life. Right. I'm like, she literally just checked on him and had sympathy. That's what human beings do when they feel sorry for someone. The subtlety was that even in all of this, she can see that Buddy Murphy is the proverbial sheep in this. He's misguided, but she sees the good person in him. It's a subtlety. It doesn't mean she fell in love with him. It just means that somewhere deep down in there, there is a good person that she can see. That is subtle storytelling, but that's why WWE has to make storylines really, really obvious. And then you get mad that they, they went the route of like the simpleton route of making things very obvious. Because when they give you the little subtleties of just her touching, people just find things that, that don't exist. This 19-year-old is now going to have a romance storyline with 31-year-old. I'm 31 years old. I ain't going to have a romance angle with freaking 19-year-old. What? She's an adult. She's an adult. Yeah. I'm saying. She definitely, she's definitely more of an adult than your mind right now. So, the thing, the, my thing is, Ringside News trying to just pop a good, like, a, doing a little clickbait. At least I hope. And, like, freaking telling people... That you got a situation where these two are going to be in a romance angle. You all work yourselves into situations. And now when there isn't any romance angle, you're going to say, see, WWE's stupid. They should have gone a romance angle because you tricked your stupid little brain into <laughs> thinking that they were going this route when they never foreshadowed that. I actually have a problem with people doing that. I said the same thing. Mm -hmm. I actually on Tuesday, was it Wednesday when they were announced the new iPad Air? And they announced the, the <laughs> listen, I promise this relates. They, they announced the iPad Air and they announced the Apple Watch. And people went online and they all said, oh my God, oh my God, there's new, no new iPhone at this event. Fuck you, fuck you, Apple, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, so, so take a step back. Let's relate this to professional wrestling. So it sounds like you tricked yourself into thinking something would happen. And then when it didn't happen, you were disappointed because you got your hopes up. <laughs> that sounds like it's on you. That's just like wrestling fans. They find things that don't exist. And then when they think this whole thing's happening, like uh, example, how many people, I'm not going to name the podcast, but I will jump on this podcast and I probably will never again because they were all like, they they made me seem stupid for saying that they were wrong, but they were all like, well, Dominic's going to turn on his dad and he's going to face Rey Mysterio and stuff. And I'm like, no, he's not. They're going to tag together and do stuff like father and son. Like maybe down the road they will, but why would they have him turn right now? No, the best thing for him to do is turn on, turn on his dad and go with Seth Rollins. And then, of course, when it didn't happen, these same accounts, again, I'm not going to name names, but they were, this storyline is stupid. I'm sick of Dominic Mysterio. Because you tricked yourself <laughs> into thinking something existed that it didn't. It's like when you have a crush on a girl, and then you DM her, and then she says, get away from me, you creep. And then you say, I didn't like you anyway, you stupid bitch. That's on you. That's on you. Don't talk to people <laughs> like that. You tricked yourself into thinking she liked you back, but she didn't. Guess what? Now your feelings are hurt. Ooh, be a big fucking man. But what if, like, you guys knew each other for, like, three years, you've been giving her rides, you know, you've been taking her so out that, dinner. So you tricked yourself into that. But people, here's the thing. People <laughs> trick themselves into these friends. I'm gonna, I'm, this is life advice. People always put themselves in these stupid little friend zones. You know why? Because they tricked themselves into thinking something existed that, that didn't. Okay? <laughs> they have a friend zone. 
Why? Because you because Brandon falls in love with anybody that says hi to him, and he thinks that 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 means they instantaneously should like him. Yes, look, look at the chat right now. You mean every time Brandon reaches out to a girl? Yes, yes, I do. That's exactly Alex. what I mean. Come on. But I just hate when people find <laughs> when pe people find reasons. To trick themselves into thinking something's going to happen. It just does not make sense. And it was really irresponsible reporting for Ringside News to do this. And I just didn't mm. understand it, alright? And, and, and the reason we have the Tokyo Dome back here, by the way, <laughs> is because I'm hoping that Dave Meltzer might give us five stars for this podcast because hey, God knows he has a heart on for the Tokyo Dome. So that's why, if you're looking at the video version, the t Tokyo Dome's here. And guys, again, I want to remind you, if you're still here, hey. if Brandon hasn't turned you off with all his poop talk, please subscribe. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up. All right? Give us a thumbs up for this episode because I'm about to have a conniption. My blood pressure is this high. And come on, it's got to be for something, right? But let's talk about Dave Meltzer because I feel like he was probably one of the most irresponsible people this week. All right? What? Actually, it's a little oh, sidebar. Uh, we won't get into it, but uh, I did want to say uh barry scott the voice of tna did pass away last week um so something i wanted to say um barry scott if you don't know who that is that really imposing voice in all of the old tna packages the cross the line that that voice that was barry scott so you may not have ever seen him but you definitely know him and um yeah yeah uh, really sad to hear that he passed away and i can never say her name right but uh Supreme Court Justice, what say her name, Brandon? Because I never uh, can say Ruth, her. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, she passed away, and uh, you know, even I, I will say, even 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 uh, President Trump, who I'm not a big fan of, he uh, even he seemed a little bit somber when he heard about her passing. So I'll give him that. I'll even give him that credit. But anyway, uh, let's let's get into it. Um, yeah. So we're talking about Dave Meltzer. I don't even know which Dave one. Meltzer, There's yeah, so he many. Said he, he said he was being irresponsible, but. At the same time, we wanted to give us six K-Cups so that people... <laughs> well, yeah, well, I guess let, let's get into this one, yeah. So let's talk about the finish of uh, AEW Dynamite, which was that amazing parking lot brawl. The amazing, amazing match between the best friends and between Proud and Powerful. Amazing match. Amazing. I have nothing bad to say about that match. It was exactly what AEW Dynamite needed. Popped a good rating. Um, amazing stuff. Well, the problem I, I have... Is that Dave Meltzer gave it five stars? Oh, oh snap! It should have been six. And six let's talk about that because I don't want anyone to, I don't want to have heat for that because I'm not <laughs> saying it didn't deserve a five star match. What I'm saying is that Dave Meltzer is very obviously biased. Mm. And if this same match had happened in WWE, he'd have given it three stars and said it was very sophomoric, and the comedy was was horrible, and this, this, and this. I have a problem with that. I have a problem not because anybody should be listening to Dave Meltzer. I have a problem with the fact that he has such a big platform that enables the wrong people, which goes back to the JD from NY crowd as well. The fact that he's enabling people to be toxic is my problem. The fact that he gives this a five-star match, but any, any match at WrestleMania wouldn't be a five-star match is really, mm. really telling of his bias. I would get it. Fernando's right. I looked like a four to me. I would give it a four as well. Not to oh. say it's a bad match, but did it really deserve a five? <laughs> now I will say, I will, I will tell people this: the ending with Sue pulling up in the minivan and giving the, <laughs> yes, uh, giving the, the FU was exactly the ending that AEW Dynamite should have had. Exactly what AEW should be doing 
compared to WWE because they can leave with those little comedy bits. And I want to see the next episode because it was very charming. And Sue might be the most over person. Trent's mom might be the most per- over person in AEW mom. right now. Yes. But AEW gets those little things right going with that. And I told people, I said, if you have a problem with that one, the problem is you and your toxicity. Not necessarily that AEW should change anything. But then I also have a problem with the fact that if this was WWE that did that, people would just have torn it a new asshole and said, you see, this is why the company's in the state it's in. It's like, <laughs> it's like, can we just have fun? I don't know why people don't like comedy type stuff in professional wrestling. That's what I've noticed. Like, a lot of people don't like comedy. They don't like to have fun. Like, everything has to be so damn serious all the time. To be serious. Well, oh, actually, I kind of want to uh, ask you this. Uh, so now that we've had the, these shows on, uh, I remember, you know, at the beginning, AEW was saying, you know, they're going to be very, you know, sort of sports based in the stats and all that stuff. And it seemed like it was going to be that way. Like stuff was really match heavy to begin with. But it doesn't seem like it's become WWE light almost. It sort of, it sort of got away from that sports what's you know, WWE competition like? aspect. What is WWE like? Uh, to find WWE like. Too. Well, yeah, okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's not a good thing to say WWE like, but like WWE, I guess, in the way sort of they do things with comedy bits. TNA, and the, TNA was WWE like. Okay. TNA literally would take WWE stars and thrust them into the main event and then wonder why they weren't doing well because they literally would take something that happened in another company and then put it at the forefront of their company and bury their homegrown guys. So when a lot of people make this argument that I've heard, which is like, why if AEW has so many WWE guys? I, don't, I hate that Miro. You, Miro, he sucked. All of a sudden, by the way, Miro sucks in, in <laughs> fans' eyes because, you know, he went to AEW, so now he's the enemy. It's like, he's the same guy. He's always been talented. But now he's with the other companies. He's not talented. My problem is all these WWE people go to AEW and people are saying, well, you see, they're just taking WWE guys. No, they're not. It'd be different if Miro showed up and attacked Jon Moxley and held up the title. Miro starting from square one in AEW. AEW, if there's one thing AEW does right, it's that they know how to debut people and put them in on their roster without making WWE seem better than it is. Because if you mm. look at Brody Lee, they literally built up a whole character with him, almost coasted a little bit with him. I give them credit now in the long run, now seeing the bigger picture, they kind of coasted with him a little bit. So when he made his impact and, and like really took over Cody Rhodes and just buried his ass in that match... You know, I, I, I shouldn't say buried because somebody's going to say they didn't bury him. <laughs> Demolished <laughs> him in that match. Yeah. Um, it was it was great. It was organic. It felt like an AEW guy burying him. Demolishing mm-hmm. him, I should say. You know, it didn't feel like Luke Harper had uh, come in and, and taken the title off of Cody Rhodes. Does, does that make sense? Same with, mm-hmm. with FTR. They, they hot shot at FTR pretty good, but they did it in such an organic way that it felt like FTR earned it. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's little subtleties. Um, there's little subtleties. And yeah, people are sitting there going, Miro will face Mox in two months. I think, again, you're missing the point. You're missing the point, which is not... I'm not saying that he's not going to be in the main event. I'm just saying he didn't come in and then instantly bury an AEW talent on his way to the top. He's right. come in as an AEW talent. Right. If that makes sense. Teamed up with, uh, with Kip and stuff. Yeah, so it's like if I, okay, too, example, if I him. brought on, you know, a, 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 co- a different co-host, right? And I instantaneously put Brandon in a lesser position. And I brought in a guy from a, from other podcast to fill Brandon's role. 
it's literally me telling my audience, Brandon was never anything. This guy and his podcast are better than this podcast. Does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? Maybe eventually I can bring somebody in and bring them up to that role, but I wouldn't do it right away. You know, maybe a bad example, but, but anyway. Um, going back to the dirt sheets and, and people just not understanding things, subtleties and things like that. Mickey James, the Mickey James finish on Raw. What the hell was up with that, right? Black Rev messed it up again. So let's talk because I had gone on and it got a lot of views. And I had said, look, guys, I think what, what happened here is that she was injured. She had a gla- glazed look in her eye. She looked like she was kind of concussed. And so uh-huh. the referee called it right and rightfully so instead of her being hurt. Um, that's really what happened because a lot of people didn't understand what, what was going on. However, it's now come out that Mickey James was selling and Mickey James right. was doing a really damn good job of selling and that the people in the back, she did such a good job selling that the people in the back were like, or Vinnie Mac was probably like, damn it, she's concussed. <laughs> that damn Oscar. She kicked her in the head with one of them buzzsaw kicks. Right. Call the match, damn it. You, you sure about that? You sure about that, Vinnie Mac? Call the match. <laughs> that, that's what happened. And uh, they were looking out for Mickey James and nothing had really happened um, to her. So... Yeah, I mean that is that is unfortunate, but that's to tell yeah. you how good she is in the ring. Dang, she <laughs> confused way, Brandon, the people in the back. Yeah, look at this comment right here. Brandon's the goat. I don't care what you all say. Brandon, how much did you yes. pay him to say that? Yes, I'm loving this. I like I don't that? have to pay these guys anyway. I just send him a couple poop pics. He's good, man. It's good to go. Uh, I'm loving it. But yeah, no, yeah, it sucks for uh, Mickey James though. That was that was that was kind of bad. But it, it wasn't too bad. Like I, they can still continue on with the angle. I'm assuming she was going to you know lose the match anyway. Right. So it, they still had a, a decent match up to that point. Right. It wasn't, I agree. Yeah. But getting back into the topic of irresponsible um, dirt sheet reporting, there was reports by uh, Wrestle Votes that there's a talent, a major talent that's not going to resign, and a lot of people were like. Why the hell did you even say that? Because there's like tons of people on the roster. Like who we, what are we, what are we even going to say? Thanks for the pics is what he said. Brandon, you sent him pictures? You sent him pictures. <laughs> yes, now I, I understand. Did, I did. I did, but yes. Now it's come out. Uh, there was a rumor that Ricochet was the person that was in question. And then of course, Ricochet goes online and says, not me. I'm staying with WWE, not me. Um, mm. But yeah, it's like it's you know, and let's. I promise this will all filter back into each other. But there's uh, rumors that Melina, Melina Perez, is coming back to WWE, um, and has re-signed with WWE. So a lot of people were were super excited that Melina is coming back to WWE. Now she went online and basically said, "Guys, my dad passed away two months ago. I'm 41. You know, I don't just jump back into the ring. Like there would have to be like you know." I'm not re-signing with WWE right now. That sort of thing. And so, I'm going to give you a 50-50 on this one. I always have a problem when people say, Melina re-signed with WWE as a tweet. Because you don't know that. I also have a problem when people say, oh, Melina's not re-signing. She said she didn't re-sign. Because people are, are living in this bipolar statement type world. If you notice, whenever I tweet or even when I speak on this podcast, I say reports say that Melina has resigned because we truly don't know if these things are happening. For example, I believe, yeah, Ricochet is probably not um, 
leaving and Molina, maybe he's not come back to WWE, but what wrestlers ever confirmed that the dirt sheets were correct? John Morrison said, no, there's no plans for me to come back to WWE. Came back to WWE. Edge said, no, I, I wasn't in Birmingham. Came back. No wrestler in their right mind is going to confirm one of these reports. So that's why I say live in the, walk the line with your mentality here. Either way, like Ricochet, if Ricochet was leaving, do you think Ricochet would, would announce, yeah, I'm leaving WWE, fuck that? No, he's just gonna, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna lay low. Now I do, I think, you know, in, in a selfish world, I do think Ricochet should leave. I think he'd be a huge addition to AEW. Like he would fit in that world a lot better, better than in yeah, WWE. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Ricochet is leaving, but Mal I have a feeling Molina probably did resign with WWE. Who would say no to that? Honestly, who would say no if WWE did make her an offer? Well, uh, speaking of uh, Ricochet that you were mentioning, um, you know, he, they, they are doing a pretty cool thing with the Hurt Business. Uh, what, what do you think about the Hurt Business? And, I love the Hurt Business. The I think yeah. uh, there was a, a black wrestler, and I, I can't remember the exact verbiage he used, but he's like, what MVP has done for black wrestlers is so amazing. And I, I didn't even think about it like that. Like, you know, they're a black group, but it's true. It's like you, if you have a black wrestler that gets attached to MVP, it's like their value goes up. And like, when was the last time we had like a strong black group like this? You know, besides like the New Day. You know, so it's yeah, like yeah, I did actually look cool. You know, they got the suits, absolutely. They're all dressed up, you know, the glasses. And so it's like I, I didn't even think of them as like oh, a group of you know black heels or anything like that for the group. Yeah, and actually, let's let's talk about that because someone someone said something. It was really really stupid, and I I just don't like when people make things up. Somebody had said. Um, and hopefully I get this right, but they were basically like, how come uh, a black wrestler only gets a character after he turns heel and blah, 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 blah. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, don't make, I said, I, I literally retweeted and I said, how dare you when there's actual issues involving, you know, the black community, you tweet this out, it really irresponsibly and came from a white woman. That's, I want to emphasize mm -hmm. that because I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. I said, don't make up issues that don't exist because that is a heel face baby problem in general. Man, woman, white, black, whatever. Is that they have bland baby faces and character development for heels. Don't make mm. that a black thing. It is not. And then, echoing my sentiments, one of, uh, one of my uh, followers who is black said, I find it really funny that the only people that have problems like this are people that, who are not in my group. And mm. that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like nobody who this actually affects thinks like that so this problem doesn't exist but another another group wants to come in and make this problem for them it doesn't exist what i will say is apollo has stepped mm. up ricochet has oh, yeah. stepped up cedric alexander has stepped up amazing if you had told me those guys would have some of the most amazing promos on the roster i'd have never believed you i had never believed you a year ago but here oh, we yeah. are in 2020 and these guys have been you know they're they're letting yeah, do whatever was, was ricochet good, was man. actually I, yeah I was like, I was you know sad. what i never realized i never realized what it was was that ricochet was trying to cut a very um i don't even know how to say it he was trying to cut a very like guys let me tell you something but now he has a little flavor to him you know he is he is it seems more of him more organic right. yeah, you know like, what i'm saying yeah. like like even when i talk 
you hear me sometimes i'll go from blah 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 to like yo listen let me tell you something right if you listen to this like i get my new york side comes out so i didn't realize that that's what ricochet needed because ricochet was like hey y'all want to play blah 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 and he started talking like that and all of a sudden i was like I believe him. I believe that's who Ricochet is. I believed everything he said, and he was an amazing promo. So it's like, it's just like, just let these guys be themselves. They were trying to make Ricochet very bland and very walk the line with, you know, taking out, you know, and, and, and look at, I was joking about Cruz, but for a long time I had uh, no idea that Ricochet was black. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of right. what I'm getting at. I, for lack, for lack of uh, being politically correct, it was almost like he was like too white. And like now he's allowed to kind of explore explore different sides of himself, and it's like okay, cool, like holy shit, I invest in this, in this ricochet, makes him stand out too. Why not let him stand out? So um, I thought it was really good, and same thing with Apollo Cruz. Same thing with Apollo Cruz. He's not cutting that generic babyface promo. He's just being himself. Yeah, I want to hear more from Shelton Benjamin, man. I, I feel like Benjamin. Shelton Shelton should be stepping up a little bit more, uh, being the vet. He should be with MVP right. in this, if that makes sense. He shouldn't be one of the newbies per se, like all the rest of the guys. He should be he should be side by side with uh, MVP and kind of being the voice. Um, in my opinion, you know. MVP, the voice of the COVID era. The voice, like of he the... said, he he has on the COVID era. He he's been one of the, one of the highlights, you know. I think at this time, I think I think Drew too. I think Drew's been. I think Drew McIntyre's champion. Should, uh, yeah, he's for, he's exactly what they needed in this era. And the As raw in, deal, yeah, and he's still running. And with he's it, still you know? and he's still killing it. It's like how many yeah. people could have taken that ball and run with it, you know? Um, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about because uh, this is kind of to tell you about me and wrestling styles, right? So NXT UK first of all was back, which I didn't expect. I had come home and I was like, damn it, there's no wrestling on Thursday. And then sure, and sure enough, I was like, oh shit, NXT UK is back. But I want to touch on a match between uh, Aoife Valkyrie and uh, Isla Dawn. And uh, the spot that I want to call attention to, a lot of people were poking fun of it. And I have a problem with newer wrestling fans for this reason. This is where I start sounding like an old guy. Hmm. Because what they had a problem with was that Aoife Valkyrie essentially... Instead, when she did a drop down, it looked like a failed crossbody. So she dove at the feet. And then Isla Dawn had to jump over her. And then she went for it again. And then Isla Dawn had to jump over her. And a lot of people were clowning this situation and saying, wow, that looks stupid. She should just drop down. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about like Eddie Guerrero. One of the greats of the wrestling business. And other greats have said this as well. In kayfabe, if someone just drops down and lets somebody jump over them, what's the point of that in a fight? What, what is the point? It's too, to me, it's too pro wrestling. It's too hokey. It's too theatric. Like, literally, to me, in wrestling, you have to have a reason for why you're doing what you're doing. To me, everybody should do the drop down like Eva Valkyrie. For the simple reason that there's a kayfabe reason for why that happened. And the kayfabe reason is that she tried to sweep the legs out from under her. And Isla Dawn, in kayfabe, the reason why she did what she did with the little hop is because she didn't want to be tripped by evil Valkyrie, so she jumped over her. I like when things don't look as scripted. I like that Isla Dawn kind of like had to like almost like really jump over Eva Valkyrie in that sense. It didn't look like a whoop, boop, whoop, boop, you know? 
to me, I like that ruggedness, and that is why I like NXT UK, because they still have some of those, like, some of that, uh, that roughness to them. You know what I mean? To me, it's like, it should be a real fight. It shouldn't be so scripted, and that, yes, that is the old school in me. You know, th- that's why I say I like Adam Adam Cole's version of the of the uh, Canadian Destroyer more than I like the Young Bucks because when it's got like five guys set up on a pyramid and then it's almost like all right go, it's like that would never happen in a fight. But I can believe I can suspend my disbelief if Adam Cole's running and then he flips and the momentum carries over. I can believe that even though it's very. Um, theatric and very like oh wow holy shit how'd that happen i can right. at least suspend my disbelief for that doesn't look as fake so that is that's what i wanted to get at is like i i like when there's realism to my wrestling to, to me there's yeah. more it means more for punches to land than to do flippy shit you know i will say uh oh we gotta give a shout out to uh the leecher bros and they did that <laughs> little grab spot they they nailed it this time. Uh, What's that? Remember that oh, one time? They, they, yeah. they, oh my god! But Brandon, how? Yeah. Nobody even knows what we're talking about. So you're bringing no. it up footage no. that we don't that doesn't even exist right now. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, no, it just made me think of that. But stay tuned. We got. I think we got one more topic to talk about, and then we'll we'll go home, oh, yeah. brother, brother. Um, and then we'll also tell you. I should also mention that we will tell you who. We will be interviewing this coming week. So stay tuned for that. All right. So what I wanted to get into, one last thing on Dave Meltzer. Mm. People need to stop believing him. So this ding, 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 this is the main event. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) People need to stop stop believing Dave Meltzer on something. I, I don't understand how when one person says something that people can suspend all their disbelief. You want to talk about suspending disbelief. People can forget everything that's happened. And just because of one tweet or one statement, they uh-huh. can hone in on that and say, you see, WWE's bullshit. Dave Meltzer went on PW Insider and said that Keith Lee, Vince McMahon right now, has no direction for Keith Lee. The internal report is that Keith Lee is directionless and that even though he's getting a push, there is no long term plans for Keith Lee and people lost their minds. They said, you see, they ruin NXT call ups. Vince McMahon doesn't know what to do. Brandon, you and me talked about this before uh, before NXT. Please yeah. tell me what you said. Even you had a good opinion on this. And usually you're the like you like you don't mind what Dave Meltzer says. <laughs> tell me. Tell them right. what you think. Well, I, I thought it was crazy that when Keith Lee came in, he didn't, you know, start down necessarily at the bottom, sort of have to like build his way up. It's like he was slotted into the main event, it seems like, as soon as he debuted on the main roster. And, you know, he's in working yeah. big angles with your top guys in uh, Orton and Drew McIntyre. He's like he's right there in the mix, and I was like, "Wow, that's he must think pretty highly of this guy." They have him come in, you know. They have him talking to, like, you know, he's so he's right in. So let me in the mix. So, let me try know. to understand what you're saying here, Brandon. What you're saying is that perhaps even though they don't say, you know, they're not saying, "Oh, Keith Lee is going to be world champion in two months." That they're testing the waters with Keith Lee, and they see potential in him, and it's very obvious because of his booking. Is Keith Lee involved with the Hurt Business or Apollo Crews right now? 
No. <laughs> well, that, that's your mid-card feud. Or Titus Worldwide. No, right, yeah. It's not a black thing, Brandon. Don't make it. It's yeah. literally the <laughs> mid-card feud right now is right. the United States Championship, Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and all of them, right? That is your mid-card feud. So if WWE wanted to make him a mid-carder, they'd have probably inserted him into that feud. Where is his position on the card? They had him interrupt Randy fucking Orton. Randy Orton has yep. been the hottest heel in WWE in all of 2020. All yep. of 2020. They had him beat Orton, too, which is crazy. They had him <laughs> beat Randy Orton at Payback. He main-evented Raw his first night. Now, we can sit there and say, yes, they've tweaked his outfits, they've, the theme song sucks. We can say these things and they are completely true. You can be critical of that. Because I'm like, what the hell are they doing with his outfit? Why are they trying to cover his belly and then next week he's wearing a singlet? What? I, I, I don't agree with it. But I can still acknowledge that, obviously, they see something in him if they're trying to change things, make things work, inserting him into the main event, putting him in a situation where the storyline right now is if Randy Orton can't make it to Clash of Champions, Keith Lee could possibly be challenging for the world title, the WWE title. How can you say that this man is not in line for a push? Or how can people read what Meltzer says and say, oh, WWE doesn't know what to do with NXT talent. Fuck NXT talent. It's not about NXT talent. Forget what people always want to put all of these superstars together in an NXT bubble. Forget that NXT beat uh, Raw and SmackDown at Survivor Series last year. Who was the biggest face in that involved in there? Oh, Keith Lee. When Brock Lesnar was in the ring in the Rumble and Keith Lee's music hit, Brock Lesnar was intimidated and went, oh, big boy. Like, oh, crap. Like, this is about to be something. You, they didn't see nothing in Keith Lee. I, I saw last year that they saw something in Keith Lee. His booking in NXT has been amazing. He's come to Raw. His booking on Raw has been amazing. Dave Meltzer says he is directionless, and people have taken that as the gospel and ignore all of these booking facts that exist, and I have a problem with that. That is blind faith with a man that has no credibility in the wrestling business. <laughs> but wait, hasn't hasn't you know Belter earned that sort of Has trust? He, you know, over the years, you, you know, you, you know got how the you, earn, you don't earn trust. You don't earn the trust. Insider info. You keep trust. All right. He hmm. may have earned it, but it's very obvious that he just. Brandon has not earned my trust because we're almost at a hundred episodes, and Brandon doesn't know how to silence his fucking phone yet. So Brandon uh, hasn't earned my trust. That's why Brandon's the type of guy that goes instead of having a good podcast episode, he goes to, he waits to pee an hour later, and the whole time he's just like, "Okay, can we finish?" Fucking Brandon. But anyway, I'm the Meltzer of this podcast. You're the Meltzer sorry, of this yeah. podcast. You haven't yeah. earned anything with me. But Dave, yeah, Dave Meltzer is very toxic in the wrestling community because people use him as the scapegoat for why they are toxic. Does that does that make sense? Does that make sense? People go, well, Dave Meltzer reported it has to be true. And there are things that Dave Meltzer reports that are true. But every time Dave Meltzer uses his opinion, he's wrong. You ever notice that? When you present mm. something as fact, it always works. As in like, um, Molina's re-signed with WWE. Cool. Done. But when he's like, Molina shouldn't go to WWE because she would do better in AEW's women's division. Which, first of all, I think she would. I actually think Molina would be a amazing uh, amazing in AEW as opposed to WWE because they need vets so anyway Meltzer just has a bias again that's why the tongue-in-cheek of the Tokyo Dome right here 
Because if, right. if there's a match in the Tokyo Dome, Dave Meltzer rates it five stars. Don't understand it. Nothing can change about a superstar. It could literally be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which actually, maybe that's not a good example because they had a <laughs> sucky match in WWE. But, you know, you could have the same match in the Tokyo Dome and you could have the same match in Madison Square Garden and he would not rate it uh, good in Madison Square Garden. The same exact match. Just because of that. So there, there's obvious bias and I have a problem with bias in the, in the wrestling community. Okay? Yes, I like this. Here's a clue, everybody. You have a brain. Just use your own thoughts. This is a Kenny for your thoughts. It literally is my thoughts that you're getting right now. And you might disagree with me, and that's okay. I would rather you disagree with me than to just kiss my ass all the time. Because that's how... That is literally how we better ourselves. Okay? I last The last episode that we had, everybody in here disagreed with me in one take. And I loved it. Because I was like, you know what? At least my audience doesn't just... Fe- just you know, what's the word? They don't just take what I give them. They are willing to have their own thoughts and your own your own opinions on everything, and that's what you want. All right, Jay, right now, are you willing to put your reputation on the line for Keith Lee and say there's going to be big things happening for Keith him Lee is going to be future. a world champion by the end of twenty twenty one, and that that's, even is yeah. a long shot. As in, like it probably is going to happen within the next six months. Keith Lee's getting a run with the title. I can promise you. I, I can tell you that right now. But here's the problem. Once he does get the WWE title, nobody in their right mind is going to say, well, good job. WWE did a good job with an NXT person. They're not going to give Vince McMahon credit. <laughs> they're not going to give him credit. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say things like, he should have done this a long time ago. Mm. Or, why didn't they give him the title right when he came to Raw? Or, how, why did he win the title like this? That's what they're going to say, because wrestling fans just want a reason to be toxic. So right, you heard it here, people. Keith Lee has got a good future here. He's being used properly. Uh, I would say, you know, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Have been, oh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon always likes talking about things after Sorry. we talk about the main topic yeah. instead of bringing it up <laughs> during the main. I know, one. I know, my brain. Uh, Sasha Banks apart. is actually going to be in the Mandalorian, which is pretty damn cool. Yes. So uh, I'm excited Look to see that. that. But Sasha and Bailey uh, have a very good storyline. I like that they kind of gave a another week where she got beat down. So it gives her more time off because I know a lot of people were critical of like, why she's going to be on TV already after two weeks. They gave a cafe, another cafe explanation of why she should be out for a long time. She even said she was like, when I'm able to challenge for the title. So she implied that it's down the road, which is pretty cool. Um, so the, also Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. I like that. I like that Jay Uso got the win and Roman kind of stared him down. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to that match. So that, that's going to be good, too. But, guys, I know you've been patient, and uh, you want to know who we are interviewing. And uh, this, this week, we are going to have the pleasure of interviewing AEW's music guy, Mikey Ruckus. So we are interviewing Mikey Ruckus this week. Uh, I guess, what would you call him? A composer, a theme maker, everything under the sun. But I, I'm looking forward to that because I, I, I think a lot of you know Brandon and I have spent years making music together and not together. And uh, so we are always interested in the music making process. So forget even wrestling. I think this will be a pretty interesting interview uh, just for the two of us to learn off of this guy. This guy has his own home studio um, and everything, you know. So, I mean, amazing. I'm looking forward to picking his brain. And by all means, in the comments below, if you have any questions from Mikey, um, get them in by Wednesday. 
get them in by Wednesday and I will go ahead and do my best to get them answered. All right, guys, but thank you so much again. If you're just stopping by for some reason, you're just stopping by at the end. Uh, go ahead, comment below, hit that like button, and of course, subscribe to our nice wrestling podcast. We have live episodes every week where you can hear Brandon's phone go off because he doesn't know how to silence it. Dig it. And then, yeah, music producer, by the way, that's probably the best way to say it. The live chat. Yes, Fernando. Fernando is actually good for something for once. Thank God. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Fernando. But yes, um, I don't know. Uh, no, don't spoil it, but we might try to do it live ski. Don't know yet. I'll keep you posted on my social media accounts again, AKFYT Wrestling on Twitter uh, mainly. I will keep you posted on if we are doing it live or pre taped. So we will see. But guys, thank you. Episode 97 of A Kenny for Your Thoughts. We're creeping to 100, Brandon. Yeah. We're almost at 100 episodes. Your contract is almost done, and I can hire a new co host. <laughs> My yes. new co host, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Dave Meltzer on A Kenny for Your Thoughts Wrestling. Podcast. That's the man with some wrestling credibility right there. That's what I'm saying. Hey, guys, yes, Hollis. Hollis has been away from it for a little bit, but please, she does want you to remind you to join the Discord. Hollis will drop a link. In the comments below, please, after this episode, to join the Discord. Uh, we actually had fun. Actually, there's something to mention before we go off air. Well, we jumped on the voice chat with a lot of amazing fans. Hollis, Marie was there, a couple other people. Uh, Mason was there, but he didn't want to speak because he said his voice was too, like, I would fall in love with him too easily. Uh. So he didn't want, he wanted to save me from that. Or he said his neighbors <laughs> would complain, one of the two. But yeah, we did a nice little voice chat during the pay-per-view, which actually makes me go, you know what? Maybe I'll start doing some stuff during the pay-per-view. It was actually pretty fun. Uh, it, it made uh, the first... <laughs> It made the first half of all out bearable <laughs> to be talking to other people. Um, but I'm looking forward to AEW's next pay-per-view, man. Hopefully they uh, I feel like they'll be hungry and they'll kill it this time. Yeah, yeah. And Brandy, you, Brandy, you owe me $50 because all out was bad. <laughs> well, $50, you know damn it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the uh, the wings, by the way. They're pretty good. Yeah, Brandon said he split Can wings with me? me. Wait, wait, no. Yeah. Brandon said he would split wings with me and stuff. <laughs> not only did Brandon not pay me, but he then also left all of the wing juice and all the tissues that he'd been wiping his mouth with. He just left them all everywhere. COVID be damned because yeah, Brandon left all his yeah. germs everywhere. Then he left a deuce in the toilet. In, in no, my, I did he not. He left a big deuce. He didn't even flush nothing, okay? okay? I had to take a picture of it, all right? So I can send it to, yeah. To our lovely audience. They want to see it for $5. Come on. Okay, and guys, we will go. But again, for those of you who arrived late, I want you to see this because... I am not going through all of this pain without you noticing. So here is the video of me telling <laughs> yes. Brandon to make sure we have a good episode and, and silence his phone, but he still didn't do it. So whatever. All right, guys, have a good night. Again, thumbs up, please, before you leave. Brandon, huh? listen. What? Today? Today? Yeah. Very important role for you. What? Today, you're not going to fuck up on the podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are, what okay? We didn't have a podcast episode last week. So I have a very special role for you today. Okay? Yeah. You're going to sit there and you're going to shut up. Okay? What? All right? Just do what I say. Glad you said that. Listen to me. We're going to have a good podcast show because you're going to pour me another goddamn glass of orange soda. All right? Yeah.
Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Say it again. I hear you. All right. I hear you. All right. 